from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. Today in our program we have music from Family Reunion Concert Singers and Heritage Singers. Followed by a story for children on How a Stock Remembered. Thought for the day is taken from God's word on the topic Seven Pictures of Prophecy. I'm Sophia. I'm Sharad. And you're listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We begin our program with a song entitled No More Night.
You've been listening to Family Reunion Concert Singers on Adventist World Radio. And now our friend Diamond will tell us a story for children on How a Stock Remembered. Hello everyone. From the Scandinavian peninsula away across the North Atlantic comes an interesting story about a little boy Conrad Jonasson and a stork. In the springtime the people of this northern country looked for the coming of the storks much as we look for different migratory birds and they were especially happy if one of these huge birds should choose to build its nest on the chimney or roof of their house. Conrad and his mother had been talking about the return of the storks and were delighted when the first birds were seen in the town at the end of a long cold winter. Of course, they were hoping one might choose to build its nest on their house. Naturally, they were happy when they found their wishes had come true. As the days and weeks flew by, Conrad spent many happy hours feeding the huge bird. The summer was soon gone and the stork flew south again for the winter. During the long winter months, the small boy sat and dreamed of the happy hours spent with the big bird and wondered if it would return with the coming of spring. Spring came again, and again the stork came to Conrad's home, and another happy summer he spent in feeding and watching it. Conrad's ancestors had all been sailors, and as soon as he was old enough, he too went to sea. In those days there were many cruel hard-hearted pirates who roved the seas robbing ships and taking the sailors prisoners a band of these pirates captured the ship on which conrad worked and he was sold as a slave in a foreign land his life was hard he worked long hours for which he received only his scanty food and he could not write to his mother or receive any letters from her He longed for home and freedom. A slave's life was not a happy one. One day as he worked, he caught sight of a stork flying northward. What a longing swept over him to be at home again and to feed the big birds as he had done in his childhood. Quickly he whistled to the bird as he had done at home, and to his surprise, the stork circled around and flew down toward him. It alighted at his feet and he shared his scanty food allowance with the bird. He knew it would not stay long for it must be on its way north. He wished he too had wings so that he could fly to his home. He wished he might even send a message by the stork. He wished it could talk and tell his mother what was in his heart. His mother did not know where he was. She had perhaps decided he must have been shipwrecked and drowned. A happy thought to came to Conrad. Why not write a little note, tie it on the bird's leg and send it home? He found pencil and paper, wrote a short note, wrapped it carefully and tied it to the leg of the stork. He told how he and his friends had been captured and sold as slaves and just where to find them. The bird flew north. One morning, Mrs. Jonasson heard a familiar sound on her roof. and going out into the yard she found a stork back again she noticed too that the bird was picking at something tied to its leg with some food she coaxed the bird down close enough so that she could get the paper 
She was surprised and of course very happy as she read the message from her boy whom she thought must be dead. She hurried to her neighbors and then to the other homes and told the good news. The people gathered money and made up a rescue party which went to find the poor men who had been sold into slavery. Before long these men were safe at home again thanks to the big lanky stork Of course Storks received an unusual welcome in that town from that time on no one in that place ever mistreated one of these birds they fed them and were kind to them and why shouldn't they have been Thank you Diamond for sharing a nice story to know more about our program we invite you to write to us on Adventist World Radio Post Box number 17 Pune 411 001 Maharashtra India The Bible says All glory to God who is able to keep you from stumbling and who will bring you into his glorious present innocent of sin and with great joy God's hold on us not our hold on him He is our ultimate basis for confidence This does not diminish our call to trust and obey him for we remember that we are saved by his grace alone here are the heritage singers with a song sinners saved by grace if you could see what i once was You could go with me back to where I started from then I know you would see a miracle of love that took me in its and made me what i am today an old sinner saved by grace i'm just a
God's word we welcome you to listen to Pastor Frederick Paul as he shares the message on seven pictures of prophecy the book of revelation is the last book in the new testament and it is the revelation of Jesus Christ this sermon we are going to consider now is found in the 5th 6th and 8th chapters of revelation As the moving picture of the prophecy opens we see Jesus Christ as the lamb of God taking the great book of God's providence and beginning to open its seven seals one by one there supreme at the center of power of the whole universe is the lamb of God who died for us revelation 5:9 says thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation the first picture let's go to revelation 6 and verse 
And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering unto conquer. These seal pictures evidently cover seven eras or periods of time from the time of the apostles to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Here we see the church symbolized by a man with the wreath of a conqueror riding a white horse, white being the emblem of victory, also of purity. This prophetic picture shows the apostolic church led on by its divine captain to victory over a pagan world, its doctrines pure, and its victorious leader, Jesus Christ himself. That gospel was the power of God. But after the apostles died, a change came. Faith grew cold. And the predicted days of falling away came. Second Thessalonians 2.3 The next seal flashes a sad picture on the screen of prophecy. Picture number 2. Revelation 6 verses 3 and 4. When he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. From a white horse, denoting victory and purity and truth, the color is changed to red. The red horse of bloodshed. These days, from the death of the apostles to the exaltation of the worldly church by the great emperor Constantine, were the times of pagan persecution, Nero, Diocletian, and other emperors of Rome put the followers of Christ to death and also attempted to destroy all copies of the Holy Scriptures. Many Christians found refuge in the catacombs at Rome. But when one Christian was thrown to the hungry lions, or burnt at the stake to make a Roman holiday, another took his place, and the faith spread more and more. The martyrs of Jesus loved not their lives unto the death. Revelation 12, 11. The third picture, it's found in Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. What a strange picture is this. The word black surely implies the departure from the purity of the faith of Jesus, represented by the white horse of the conquering apostolic church. Black also signifies sadness and want. The pair of balances is a symbol of scarcity, bread, spiritual food, the holy word of God being doled out by weight. The Apostle Paul had foretold this prophecy in Acts 20, verses 29 and 30, when he said, After his departure, the grievous wolves would enter and not spare the flock. And so it happened. For the next 200 years, there was a great departure from pure gospel truth and widespread absorption of pagan philosophy and forms. There grew up also a union of the church with the state. The fourth picture, it's found in Revelation 6, verses 7 and 8. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I looked and behold a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Notice, it is a pale horse, the very color of death, 
and God's foresword judgments mentioned in Ezekiel 14.21 are evidently referred to here as on the earth under the fourth seal picture. Notice the fourfold judgment. Power was given unto them to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Power was given unto them. The text says, and we are reminded of the same thought expressed in Daniel's prophecy, chapter 7, verse 25. When the saints and times and law of the Most High shall be given into his hand until the time and times and the dividing of time. The fifth picture of prophecy, here it is in Revelation 6, verses 9 through 11. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. The sacrificial altar was not inside the temple of the old, but outside in the court. So Christ's literal sacrifice and the figurative sacrifice of these martyrs took place not in the heavenly sanctuary, but outside here on earth. The only altar in heaven is antitypical to the temple altar of incense. These souls under the altar, these martyrs of Jesus, cry out from the earth under Christ's cross, whereon they may be considered in figure to have been sacrificed, for the cross was the altar of sacrifice, where our blessed Lord, as the spotless Lamb of God, gave his life a ransom for many. Mark ten forty five. The despised martyrs were recognized in history as heroes of faith. For the elect's sake, the Bible says in Matthew twenty four twenty two, the days of intolerance were shortened. And so it is seen that the white robes were given unto every one of them. Revelation six eleven. This fifth picture of prophecy, the view of martyr victims, reaches to the beginning of modern times. Next, we watch the opening of the sixth seal on God's book of the future. The sixth picture of prophecy in which are portrayed events of the very modern age in which we live. Revelation six twelve to 15 And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every born man, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. This is a very vivid description of the signs of the approaching end of the dispensation. This is a prophetic motion picture, and its beginning is definitely dated by three historical events. Number one, a great earthquake. Immediately following the Reformation times described in the preceding seal, history records the great Lisbon earthquake which occurred on November 1st, 1755 and is probably the most notable earthquake of all time. Number two, the next one follows the sign in the sun and moon. The great dark day and night over New England, May 19, 1780. Thirdly, 
then the wondrous phenomenon of the falling of stars on November 13, 1833. Notice that these three events in nature came in exact order, forecast in the Holy Scriptures. The sixth seal has already been opened. The sixth picture of prophecy is now upon the screen of time. Because these three events have taken place, but the atmospheric heavens have not yet rolled together as with an atomic chain explosion. This shows that we are now living under the sixth seal. We might just say between the 13th and 14th verses of Revelation 6, we have seen the triple sign of nature in the earth, the sun and the stars. Next comes the great prayer meeting when millions will pray but not to God. Just read about it here in this sixth chapter of Revelation verses 15 to 17. Now, last of all, comes one brief glance into the future, the seventh picture of prophecy, Revelation 8 and verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. That's all. Just silence. The opening of the seventh seal brings the second advent. When Christ comes in power and glory, all the holy angels come with him. Matthew 25, 31. There is silence in heaven. Then the redeemed return with him to heaven. And again that glorious place will resound. And all the universe as well with songs of praise. And there will be no more silence in heaven. Thank you Pastor Frederick Paul for being on our program and sharing God's word. We are sure you are benefited from our program today. You are listening to the Voice of Hope from Pune, India. May our Lord Jesus Christ who gave us everlasting comfort and good hope comfort your hearts and give you strength in every good thing you do and say. With this, we come to the end of our program. For more information on God's Word and His prophecy, write to us on Adventist World Radio Post Box Number 17 Pune 411 001 Maharashtra, India That is Adventist World Radio Postbox Number 17 Pune 411-001 Maharashtra, India You could also email us on amc3 at vsnl.com That's amc3 at vsnl.com I'm Sophia. I'm Sharad signing out from Adventist World Radio. Thank you for joining us today. Until then, we wish you goodbye and God bless you. 